What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. Happy to have you here at His Hard Line. You're listening to another episode of 1% with Him. And today we're going to be reading the last book in Mark, which is chapter 16, where we talk about the resurrection of Jesus. It is the last book of Mark. So we are going to be concluding the book uh, today after this show. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to get into tomorrow. That'll be a surprise for tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I was thinking something maybe Old Testament. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, it is Monday, August 22nd, 2022, and it's a beautiful day here in West Michigan. Cannot complain. Um, it's kind of feeling like that Kenny Chesney song, you know, uh, Sunny in 75. It's just, it's outstanding outside. I mean, just nice light breeze, blue skies. The sun is shining just warm enough to be just perfect, right? Not too hot, not too cool. It's just a perfect day. And so I can't, uh, I can't uh, get out of the studio faster. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not going to rush it because of beautiful weather. I've been outside all day in this hauling gas, but, uh, no, I like getting behind the mic here. I like getting in the studio. It's my second favorite place. Actually, that's a lie. Actually, it's my first favorite place. The truck is my second favorite place because, and the reason I say the truck is because it takes me away from my home and I really enjoy my home. I enjoy my family. I love, you know, being at, you know, I'm a homebody. I never used to be like that. If you would have met me, you know, seven, eight years ago when I used to DJ, I used to be, I never wanted to be home. I never wanted to be home. I always wanted to be out and about, but now it's like, you know, family, you know, you got a wife, you get a kid and it's just like, you know, you start prioritizing things differently and you start valuing, um, you know, different events, you know, more than others. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being a dad and getting a little older, but I'm going to try to stay as young as I can, uh, God willing. But uh, no, I just like being home. Home is my favorite place. I like being here in the studio. I like doing this show for you guys. I like doing this show for God because this is the best way that I know how and how to honor God and Jesus Christ. And at the same time, not just serve him, but serve his people to try to, you know, share a little bit of my stories, but mostly his word from the Bible and maybe hopefully plant some seeds so that people out there that are a little lost may, uh, you know, come to the realization that, you know, they need to have Jesus in their heart. So welcome. Glad to have you all here today. I want to give a special shout out to a listener who typically um, is listening in. Um, his name is Randy. He's a great listener. All of you guys are actually great listeners. I'm not trying to pick favorites, but, you know, um, he just long story short. So, um, randomly, I guess on Podbean, I didn't know this was a thing. And as you know, I don't, you know, I don't ask for donations or anything like that because I do this strictly out of the pure, um, 
genuine joy that I have. I love doing this. I like getting information out to you guys. I like putting out the word of God out there to you guys. I, I don't even think about money because like I've always said, I have a really good job that, you know, where I haul gas and ethanol and uh, it, 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 it treats me well. And God provided me that job. And I really appreciate that job. And it's really, it, it, it provides, it, pro, it provides generously. I'll just say that because I want to try to stay humble about it. I've never made this much money ever in my life with any other job before working harder. And so I like doing this podcast out of the pure joy out of my heart because I like, I just like doing this, you know? And so, but I guess he, uh, I guess on Podbean, you can do this. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. I never really even collected on it. It's just, it's still sitting there. Um, but he, he paid for these, I guess they're called Podbean rewards or, uh, I, I don't know. They're like little, little stickers. And it comes with a point amount. And I guess every hundred points equals a dollar or something like that. I don't know. But he, he donated, you know, generously, um, which was A, unexpected. And B, it was very kind of him. Um, and, and Randy, if, when you're listening to this, again, I want to say thank you. I can't say thank you enough. Um, like I said, it was unexpected, not necessary, but it is appreciated. So I do thank you for that. And that's why I wanted to send Randy the first ever his hardline T-shirt. I just, um, my wife and I both made it. I say my wife and I both, I did the design and did the front of the shirt. I was struggling with the back of the shirt and I kept screwing up and wasting <laughs> heat press vinyl. My wife pretty much had it with me. She goes, you're wasting money. You're wasting materials. Let me do the shirt. So, so she had to step in and save the day. So Randy, you can thank the missus for that. She's the one that actually, uh, uh, she completed the shirt with perfection and love. So um, I got I got your address. I'm going to send that out to you as a extremely large thank you. And so and if anybody wants to see what the shirt kind of looks like, the design, it's nothing special. It's not like, you know, whoo, you know, it's not something you can get like at Aeropostale or Hollister or, you know, the buckle or anything like that. But, you know, I make these shirts um, on a red shirt. And the reason I pick red is because it represents the color of the blood and Jesus shed for us when he died on that cross, which is what we're going to get into in the book of Mark here in just a little bit. But that's why all the, these, his hardline shirts, that's why you see the logo as red, red and white, red for the blood and white for the purity of, of who he was. And that's exactly how I intended it to be. It's not meant to be a fashion. Uh, you're, you're not meant to win a fashion contest with this shirt. And on the back of the shirt, it's got my favorite scripture, Joshua 1, 9. You know, I command you, be strong and steadfast, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so I have that on the back of the shirt and, um, and then the logo on the front. And again, it's representative of what Christ did for us by dying on that cross, fulfilling prophecy, and washing away the sins of the world. I mean, he went through hell. And when I've watched, uh, I believe it's on Pure Flix, I believe it's called The Life of Jesus, and it's based, from the, it's based on the book of John. Let me tell you, wow, to see, a, uh, to see one of the Gospels come to life um, on the screen, you know, TV, I tell you, I, I, I just, I can't even imagine what, what Jesus went through. I really couldn't. I, I can't. But you know what? That's why he is the Christ. That is why he is the son of God. 
He is the only one perfect enough that can endure that, that can withstand that, and that was selfless enough and loving enough to give himself up for the rest of the world. I mean, that that takes an act of pure love and kindness, considering I'm sure people back then, 2,000 plus years ago, are no different than they are today. Still self-serving, still all about me, 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 and quick to judge and quick to, you know, throw the first stone. I couldn't imagine doing that for a large group of people that ridiculed me, spit on me, scourged me, put a crown of thorns on me, verbally abused me. I mean, the guy endured a lot of garbage, to say the least. And so we say thank you to Jesus Christ for all he's done. That's why I make the shirts red, symbolic for the blood, that we never forget that that was the color of the blood that washed away our sins. And so, yeah. So anyway, thank you, Randy. Again, I cannot thank you enough. Um, I will, I have two more days of work. I'll be honest with you. I'll probably get this out on, let's see, tomorrow's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm, sometime this week, Thursday or Friday, I think I'll be able to get it out there. So, because um, like I said, I put in 12, 13 hours. It's a, I get pretty busy. Maybe I can con the wife to doing it, you know? So, all right. Um, so that's that. Um, I was look, kind of looking on Telegram real quick. <clears throat> I know this is a Bible podcast, but this is just such great news. But at the same time, I mean, <laughs> I say great news, but it's not like it's going to do anything now until we see him in trial. But uh, we see that Dr. Anthony Fauci announced his resignation as the NIAID director and the chief medical advisor to Biden. Good riddance. But I got news for you, Fauci, when these crimes against humanity start stacking up against many, many, many individuals, you are going to be right there at the top of the list. And I got news for you just because you are putting your resignation in does not mean that you are going to be able to escape the contempt of Constitution. You, sir, will. Well, you're going to stand trial, and the contempt of the Constitution does not have a statute of limitations, so I got news for you. It's not just the crimes that you just committed not too long ago, but even from way back in the day, in the 80s. You've got a lot to answer to, my friend, so um, glad to kind of see that, but um, not going to do too much news here because, again, this is not the platform for it, but I just wanted to put that out there. That was really cool, so okay, I need my Bible. Okay, here we go. Mark chapter 16. Again, today I am reading out of the new... You know what? No, no, we're going to switch it up. I'm, I'm not going to read out of the New American Bible. I think today we're going to switch it up. I'm going to read out of the NASB version today. I like to switch it up back and forth. Okay. Make sure this is the right chapter. Okay, here we go. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might come and anoint him. And very early on, the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb for us? And looking up, they noticed that the stone had rolled away or had been rolled away for it was extremely large and entered the tomb. And they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe. And they were amazed. But he said to them, do not be amazed. You are looking are you, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen, and he is not here. See, here is the place where they laid him. 
but go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now, after he had risen early on the first day of the week, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. And she went and reported to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. Now, after that, after that he appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking along on their way to the country and they went away and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. And later he appeared to eleven to the eleven disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reprimanded them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from the dead. And he said to them, Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. The one who has believed and has been baptized will be saved. But the one who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents and they drink any deadly poison. It will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere where the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself also sent out through them from the east to west the sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. Short chapter, but that concludes the final chapter, Mark 16, verses 1 through 20. So, what does Mark chapter 16 mean? So, first off, he is risen. Hallelujah. And Jesus has finished his three years of ministry and training for his disciples, and he had faced a cross, and he had taken the sins of the world, and now he is risen just as he said he would. So after the crucifixion, Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus buried Jesus, and they washed the body, and they wrapped him up in linen, and they placed him in the grave, in the tomb there. And Mary Magdalene and another Mary followed to see where tomb was, and and then went home to prepare more spices and ointment and to observe the Sabbath. The Sahendron, afraid that Jesus' disciples will steal his body and claim he has risen from the dead, asked Pilate to seal the tomb. A cord would have been wrapped around the stone and the crack filled with wax. And so the stone could not be moved without breaking the wax and dislodging the cord. And so now that the Sabbath is over, several women came to Jesus' grave to complete the preparations Joseph and Nicodemus hastily provided. And Mark mentions that Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the less and Joseph and Salome and James and John's mother. And Luke adds Joanna and says several other women are present. Now, 
when the women arrive on Sunday morning, they discover that the stone was rolled away, has rolled away and the tomb is empty except for a young man in a white robe. And he tells them that Jesus is risen and charges the women to tell the disciples, and particularly Peter, to meet Jesus in Galilee. Now the women leave, telling no one on their way. And so the book of Mark is a story of Jesus trying to teach the disciples who he is and what he has come to do. Now, ironically, though, the most reliable manuscript finishes without this mission being completed. So Jesus' disciples are in hiding. His tomb is empty. His women followers are confused and scared. Perhaps an appropriate ending, considering what Mark has shown us about Jesus' relationship you know, with his followers and what we think of Jesus has no bearing on who he is, but we think him of like as a teacher, a future king and the source of infinite blessings or, or a helpless, innocent man hanging on a cross. But what he is, is the son of man from Daniel seven, who will be given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, all nations and all languages should serve him. And the women may not understand what has happened yet, and the disciples may not believe the news of his resurrection at first, but Jesus will patiently reveal himself to them, and and through their testimony, the world will come to hear of who he is. And so the fact that Jesus returns and chooses these clueless, timid, you know, these clueless, timid souls to build his church merely proves how much we need his grace and, you know, his grace-giving sacrifice. And so, while verse 8 is the end of the oldest transcript of the Gospel of Mark, less reliable manuscripts continue. And most likely, the additional verses were added as footnotes or addendums and accidentally included as part of many, you know, as the main text by a scribe. But the inclusion of the extended ending of Mark does not invalidate the reliability of the gospel or the Bible as a whole. In fact, all but one phrase recorded in verses 9 through 20 is at least partially confirmed somewhere in the other three gospels of the book or the book of Acts. And so as John 21 through 18 states, after the women tell the disciples, Peter and John see for themselves that the tomb was empty. And so Mary Magdalene followed them. And after they leave, she meets Jesus and Jesus sends her back to tell the disciples that she has seen him. But you know, again, like we just read earlier, they didn't believe her. And so Luke includes a much longer version of Mark. And Jesus speaks with these two travelers, explaining how his ministry and his death and the resurrection fit into the prophecies of the Old Testament. And he even eats a meal with them. They don't even realize that he's even Jesus until right before he vanishes. And the two rush back to Jerusalem to find the 11 disciples and report what happened. Now, one of the added verses, though, briefly mentions that Jesus rebukes the disciples' unbelief. And Luke says that he appears in the room where they are hiding and scolds them for disbelieving the accounts of others as well as the evidence of their own eyes. But John, but then John adds that Thomas is absent from the meeting. But Jesus returns and proves himself again, and Thomas responds by saying, My Lord and my God. And after several appearances, the disciples finally trust Jesus enough to go to Galilee where he'd promised to meet them. And so... 
Matthew 28, 16-20 covers the shortened Great Commission found in Mark 16, 15. And so kind of in a conclusion here, Mark 16, 16 through 20 is not found in the other Gospels, but most of the promises are fulfilled in the book of Acts. And if you're trying to rack your brain of what was, you know, what was in 16 through 20, let me reread it again for you. And it says, the one who has believed and has been baptized will be saved, but the one who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, if it will not harm them, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself also sent out through them from east to west the sacred and perishable proclamation of eternal salvation. And so... <clears throat> and so the disciples do cast out demons, as it talks about in Acts 19, 11 through 12. They speak in new tongues, as it talks about in Acts 2, 1 through 11, and survive serpent bites, snake bites, as it talks about in Acts 28, 1 through 6, and in Acts 3, 1 through 10, they heal the sick. And the scriptures have no record of a disciple surviving poison, although extra-biblical accounts do. And so the use of this passage to encourage handling snakes and drinking poison is tragic and entirely contrary uh, to Orthodox Christian uh, teachings. But that is the the whole book of Mark. And uh, I like that book. I don't know. I still like John. John's one of my favorite books in the Gospels, actually. And so, uh, yeah, it's just a really good book. But again, back to the shirt, you know, because of Jesus, you know, dying for our sins, that's why I pick red for the color for the shirt. Because like I said, it's a symbol, it's symbolism. It's, it's representative of the blood of Christ that washed away the sins of the world. And if you notice, I don't know if you might not be able to see it. So if you go to the website, so hishardline.com, if you go to the tab notices, it's on the far right if you're on the desktop. Otherwise, uh, if you're on a mobile, it's at the bottom, I want to say. But if you hit the Notices tab on the main menu, it'll take you to another page. I actually have two images of what the shirt looks like. Um, that's why I was a little bit late to the show, which not a big deal, because um, I was taking some pictures and trying to set it up on the website real quick so you guys can all see it. So it is on the website. You can check it out. But if you notice, um, I'm probably going to make the His Hardline logo on the front of the shirt a little bit bigger. I feel like it's a little too small, which at that point, Randy, when I make another shirt, I will send another one out to you, by the way. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to make the logo a little bit larger. And then the um, the Bible verse that I have, Joshua 1.9, that's on the back. I think that's perfect. I'm going to keep it just like that because I don't want it to be too obnoxiously big. Um, but if you notice where the logo is at, I, I tried to strategically place that logo because it's got the face of Christ in the middle, you know, off to the side a little bit offset to where Christ, his face is over your heart, or at least close to proximity of your heart. And so I, I strategically placed it there like that because 
again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to help many that are out there that are struggling, that are, you know, dealing with hardships, right? Maybe people that believe in Christ, but they don't, they don't know how to truly invite Christ in their heart. I mean, I believed in Christ most of my life, but I did not know how to truly accept him into my heart. That's like, those are two totally separate things. Those are two totally different things. When you start getting Christ into your heart and you ask, you know, Jesus every day in prayer to help not only guide your thoughts and your mind, you know, your thoughts, your words and actions, but to also be in your heart. It's like inviting a friend into your house. You don't just invite them once and then they're always going to come over because, you know, they might feel like they're going to overstay their welcome or they're going to bug you if they don't have an invite. Now, obviously, Jesus is the son of God, so he knows. But he, you know, because of this wonderful thing called free will, he wants to see if you're willing to invite him daily. And that's what we got to do. In fact, when I go to work and I drive to work and I say my little prayer going to work, it's one of the biggest things I always say. I'm like, God, please help guide my mind, my thoughts, my words, my actions. And today I invite your son, Jesus Christ, into my heart. And may he be there all day. That's exactly what I say. Nothing, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't have to do some ritualistic prayer or anything like that. Like that, You know, just, hey, God, thank you for another day. Just guide my thoughts, words, and actions. And I invite your son, Jesus Christ, in my heart today. May you amend my life and may you work on me because you know I am a broken man with a broken foundation and I need to be strengthened. And the only one that can do that with the tools in their tool belt is you. And so that's why I make the shirts the way I do. Like I said, these shirts are not meant to win a fashion contest. My wife absolutely cannot stand wearing red because she's a redhead. It flushes her out. That's fine. Um, if for the reason somebody wanted a custom shirt and you don't like red, I will maybe, I mean, I'd have to pray on it, but maybe I can switch it to a different color. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'll switch it to a different color upon request if somebody wants to. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. Right now, I just have the pictures of the, of, the, of the shirts. I don't have them officially for sale yet because we do make them in-house. We, we're not making them in mass. It's kind of like on a case-by-case -case basis, you know. I'm not sure if I want to sell them or if I want to do like a suggested quote-unquote donation of like a minimum, you know. I'm not sure. I don't even want to put a number out there because, again, there's material costs and in and, and getting the heat press vinyl and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to do it. I'm going to pray on that. Cause like I said, I'm not trying to make, you know, I'm not trying to be a millionaire millionaire over here by, you know, <laughs> selling shirts. Um, it's more, more or less to be, uh, more of a marketing tool, if anything, but again, still try to cover the cost and, you know, um, on that end. But, um, but anyway, at least check out the shirt. If, if red is absolutely like, you're absolutely dead set against red. Like you're like my wife and you know, you're, you're a redhead and it flushes, you know, red flushes you out and it just, it ain't going to work. Okay. I get it. Guys on the other hand, we usually don't care, but women I'm depending on <laughs> who's asking, I, I may, I'll probably make an exception. So if you want something like blue, um, or, or, you know, a gray or something. We'll figure something out. So I got a Hobby Lobby right around the corner from, from me. That's where I go to get, you know, the shirts. They're gilding. Um, so in case, you know, you, you know, you want to know what type of shirt size you are, you can just go to Hobby Lobby. Most people have a Hobby Lobby by them. And so I'll go pick, you know, 
figure out what size you are. Then I'll go to my local Hobby Lobby if you want one. We'll discuss the details, you know, via email or private chat, whatever. And then I'll go get one. And like I said, because we're not making them in bulk order. I'm not, I'm not there yet. So maybe at some point I'll do that where I'll kind of outsource it to a website. Um, but for right now, I kind of like doing them ourselves because it gives it more of an intimate touch. Um, there's love and care that's, you know, put into these shirts. Um, and yeah, and I really enjoy doing these. And now with winter coming up, it'll give us more reason to kind of do these on a, on a more of a massive, you know, uh, more on a larger scale. So, but anyway, that's it. Um, I hope you all have a great day and I want to do a quick prayer before we head out. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the listeners that, you know, congregate here and they listen to your word. Um, thank you for the platform that you provide me to get your word out there. And thank you for your good book. Thank you for your son and the, the painful sacrifice that he went through uh, to wash away our sins. And while we're on that topic of washing away our sins, we do repent of our sins. We do our best to live the righteous life that we know how. We do our best to be the best version of ourselves. We really do. And some days we fall harder than others. But at the end of the day, we keep getting back up. We keep putting our face to the cross. Put our face, you know, put put our eyes to you, God. And we just ask that you amend our life rebuild us, restructure us, fix us. Cause you know, you know, where the cracks and the, you know, and the crumbling of the foundation is at. you know, where we need to be fixed. And so we just ask that you just continuously work on us. We ask that your son's always in our heart. And again, that you guide our words, our thoughts and our actions. And thank you again for another day of life and good health and all that you do for us. So we pray all this in your Holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you guys today. And I hope you have a blessed, blessed Monday. It is the beginning of the week for most people. For me, not so much. My week started on Saturday. My work week started on Saturday and I worked yesterday. And then today I got three more days and then I got two days off. So that, that was my own doing. I decided to work a little bit extra because, again, we got some hospital bills coming up, plus a trip to Mackinac Island. Got to make sure Mama's got, you know, a little bit of spending money. So I've been kind of volunteering to work a little bit extra, haul some more gas, you know. That's the nice thing about Michigan, big tourist state. A lot of people come from all over to come up here for Coast Guard, and people go, you know, travel through the area that I'm at to get up to Traverse City, Mackinac Island. There's freaking Muth. Um, they got that Christmas store that's open year round. That's a pretty cool place to check out if you're ever in Michigan. Um, yeah, Michigan's a great state. Um, I've, I've heard the UP is beautiful. I'd never been. Um, but that's maybe something that maybe I'll do this winter. I want to kind of go up there and see how, you know, see the nature's beauty in the wintertime up in the UP when there's like eight feet of snow up there. It's like kind of like a mini Alaska up there from what I understand. But anyway... I hope you all have a great day. And um, again, thank you. Thank you all for just being awesome listeners. Thank you for your support. And uh, again, don't forget to share the website, www.hishardline.com. And uh, we'll see you later. Have a blessed day.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.